Accelerate Service 2016 promises to be an inspiring, engaging, and educational two-day conference focused on and dedicated to five-star customer service. In addition to the amazing content you will receive over the two-day event, you will also be contributing to a larger vision of raising funds for Three Square Food Bank, a subsidiary of Feeding America, who serves food insecure residents in Southern Nevada. Make sure to check out Accelerate2016.com. That is Excel with two L's, Accelerate2016.com. Welcome to episode 149 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with today's lead flight attendant on Air Customer, Adam Taporek. <laughs> Adam, will you show us the emergency exits, please? <laughs> yes, they're to your left. <laughs> In the unlikely event of a water landing. <laughs> this podcast provides. <laughs> yeah, in the unlikely event of a water landing, this podcast is canceled. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> yes. So I guess we're talking about airlines based on my name. This is this is how I know what our topic is. How You're Je- welcome. How Jeannie names me. I prefer steward, by the way. Oh, oh nice. Air Thank steward. <laughs> It's like Air Jordan, but a lot less exciting. <laughs> a lot less cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you know, what got me thinking about this was that whole crazy outage that Delta had here in the United States a few weeks ago. And it came down to what they basically have said is that it came down to, first of all, power failure in their main airport there, which makes you shake your head a little bit because you would think, well, gosh, Aren't, aren't things connected beyond one outlet? <laughs> but, but it really was because their legacy systems, the technology that they have boosting everything else, how people get ticketed, how they schedule, how customers get information, that's really what where the breakdown was. And a lot of the press that's come out since then is talking about how part of this is about hobbling together technology, which we all, all organizations do, especially big ones. But this outage that they had and all the delays and cancellations and just kind of passenger nightmares that they had came down to this idea of hobbling together technology instead of just replacing it when it needs to be replaced. So what do you think about that? I think it's real easy to write articles about what they should have done after the fact in this situation <laughs> because it is a truly difficult choice to make. And not mm-hmm. just a financial choice. It's a logistical choice. It's a future predictive choice because you're trying to figure out what technologies are going to last you another decade right. once right. you make this investment. And the bigger the company, the harder it is. I switched from PC to Mac. That was just hell. And that was just me and my <laughs> wife and my assistant. I mean, that was just miserable. And I've been in a large organization that went through a major CRM and uh, frontline computer change. Mm-hmm. And it was brutal. And mm-hmm. for the airlines, you know, there's no weekend to go live on. Right. Right. No, I mean, totally I mean, right. it is a truly complicated undertaking. Also, everything has to interface with all the other systems and computers and a lot of third parties. They're working with TSA. They're working with the, mm-hmm. you know, a mileage. <laughs> I mean, all the, yeah. it is a massive undertaking. So I think, it, you know, it gets really challenging. It's really easy to go, oh, well, you haven't updated since whenever. Uh, but it's not that easy. So I think when you're looking at this, no matter what size of your organization, 
you really do have to make a decision about the future first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You have to look at where are we going to be? Where is this system going to be in 10 years? And sometimes the worst case is this. You mm-hmm. see the new technology and you see the future, but it's not ready yet. Right. And you want well, and you want to wait on it. And if I mean there's something to be said about if it ain't broke, right? <laughs> because <laughs> if it's working every day, it's hard to say, "Okay, everybody, we're going to put you through this painful transition where we're going to be testing this new technology. We have to integrate it with everything. We have to train everybody on it. We have to uh, you know, send it out to the customers through our apps and do upgrades and all of that. Like it's a big deal. And so what happens a lot, I think, is that they do kind of wait for it to break. And that's the challenge because if you're not looking ahead enough to say, you know what, what happens if this does break? What's the worst case scenario? We know it's old. We know that it's overloaded. We know that if, I mean, it's like the old Christmas tree lights, you know, like if one bulb didn't work, the whole thing didn't work. (laughs) And you had to go through and figure out which bulb it was. And I think there's some of that with some of these older systems that if they don't get addressed quickly, it leads to this kind of nightmare. And part of the challenge with what happened to Delta was the communications to customers really broke down. So customers would check the app on their phone and it would say, everything's hunky-dory. And then they would get to the airport and the, the mobile boarding pass was just not there on the app anymore. It just disappeared. Or they would go to kiosks to check in and the kiosks would just not load. So they would put in their information and just be standing there. So they literally had to go up to the desk and talk to a Delta employee to figure out what the heck was going on. And I think that's one of the ways that it's a lesson. Like if you think about what's the worst case scenario with technology breaking down somehow, what are some of the old school ways that could be backups to this? Well, let me stay. Uh, let me say first and foremost, for the record, to all the airlines out there, if you're going to update your software, please make it your guidance and uh, aviation software first. I will handle the customer uh, hassles of the other software if you can only afford one. <laughs> if but, we're talking priorities, if yeah. we're talking I priorities, please start there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, after yes. that, yeah, I mean, you make a really good point about being prepared. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things is, the, no matter what it is, let's say Delta, whoever, American, they say, okay, we're going to go Gen 20 on our mm-hmm. software. That's probably going to be a two, three-year project for them. Right. It's not something that's going to happen in a couple of months. It's going to be a monster project. And if they know that they're replacing something that's faulty, they're going to need a game plan, one, for what's the system that's sort of starting to break down, and two... Mm-hmm. All of the problems that's gonna ha- that are gonna happen when they transition, because you know, <laughs> when they when you do that mm-hmm. and you run a you know I don't know what their business is an eighteen hour eighteen seven a day business you right. know right um, yeah I mean you you have no gap you have oh we're gonna close for a long weekend and uh, fix our computer system it doesn't right. work that way <laughs> and what's worse for them is they are in a really high constraint model and a high sort of what we call an assembly line model, which is one, they've got a major constraint of safety. That comes first. That takes precedent over everything. They can't just shift things around. That mm-hmm. Everything around the safety of the flight has to come first. And it makes you less adaptable. 
you can't shift this, you can't extend times, there's a lot of things you can't do. Second of all, it's an assembly mine model, by which I mean once uh, one thing breaks down, you get a bottleneck. Yeah. And everything piles up, and that's what was on the news, right? Everything just, as soon as the first plane's late, <laughs> boom. Yeah. And when all the planes are late, just forget it. You basically yeah. shut down the entire United States. <laughs> well, and I think that's the, the part that really struck me about this was once you hear more and more of those customer stories, I kept thinking like, wow, what if they just communicated differently? What if they just did more proactive communication when they started realizing what the situation was? to the customers. Because one of the things that came up over and over was that customers were in these crazy long lines and they had no information at all. And I'm like, they had to wait. So as one of the things about humans is if there's a void of information, we fill it with the nastiest, (laughs) (laughs) worst case scenario stuff. It's called called negativity bias. (laughs) It's a a real thing. (laughs) It's a real thing. And so I'm sure as people were standing in line, their anxiety level was going up. They were missing these flights. They didn't understand why. They didn't know what they were supposed to do in that situation. They were getting hungry and angry and hangry and, you know, frustrated and everything. And I'm like, I wonder what would have happened if they would have really prioritized that customer communication. But it's hard to do that in the moment, right? Because you're trying to fix things. And this is where I'm saying like, Look at your own organization. Think about worst case scenarios. Think about what if something breaks. Have you trained your people? Have you told them, okay, if the cash register doesn't breaks down at the front of the store, do they know what to do? Um, all of those things, because a lot of this came down to that severe frustration around not having information. And that's something you can control even when the technology breaks, I think. Well, no, and you make the perfect point. That's where the battle plan comes in. That's where the uh, in case of (laughs) ads break glass (laughs) plan comes in, where you have people, you know, okay, nobody's sweeping today. Everybody's going to go out with a little note card and talk to people in line or whatever. Even if it's as low tech as that, it's all all hands on deck, right? You know, and Mm -hmm. I think that's. That's the best thing you can do in a lot of cases because mm-hmm. no matter what, even if you are cutting edge and even if you are updating your technology, it's technology. There mm-hmm. will always be a problem you have to deal with. I mean, I told you, uh, actually, I think in between our recordings here that I crashed my website the other night. Mm-hmm. So I had updated it. I uh, just did the WordPress update. Well, little did I know I shouldn't have done that because they had uh, my developer guys had put some special code in there and it ate the code. So my homepage was down and another page was down. And mm. of course, I did this when I had time, which was like 10 p.m. on a Friday night. Right. <laughs> so, right. Fortunately, those guys were cool and were able to take care of it. But, you know, you're always going to have the, the weirdest, most unanticipated things mm-hmm. with technology and you need to have a backup plan for these things. So organizations, uh, I've got a blog post I've got to do. It's, uh, I've got a post on our show notes. It's like the worst case uh, doomsday prepper edition. I did a blog post. <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of on a similar topic. So organizations, prepare yourselves, be ready, upgrade mm-hmm. your technology, but just be prepared for the worst. Because right. Jeannie, have a battle plan. Jeannie knows the worst is going to happen. <laughs> I am so much more optimistic than you are. How are you optimistic? I think it's all wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) We hope that you don't have this happen, but if you do, just be prepared. That's all we ask.
<laughs> See, I I agree. And one thing I want to point out here when Jeannie says she's the optimist, and we're going to close on this note because that way I can have the last word. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm about to say we hope you enjoyed episode 149. That's Jeannie's language. I actually would say if I had my druthers, I know you enjoyed episode 149 of Crack the Customer Code <laughs> because I'm a positive wow. thinking person. <laughs> Of course, of course. Well, I know you enjoyed episode 149 of (laughs) Crack the Customer Code. With special thanks to our sponsor, the Accelerate Service 2016 Conference. It's happening in Vegas, baby, October 24th and 25th. To learn more about this fantastic customer service conference, go to Accelerate2016.com. Make sure you use double L's, Accelerate2016.com. You can see show notes for this and all episodes. Subscribe and send us feedback at crackthecustomercode.com. And just listen to what Tom had to say on iTunes. A recent review, these two are great hosts. They provide great information in each episode and choose really interesting guests. Great show. Thanks, Tom. We love your ratings and reviews. Keep them coming. I'm Jeannie Walters. Stay current on the latest customer experience trends and insights and see my TEDx talk at 360connects.com. But wait, there's more. <laughs> I'm Adam Tabork, and you can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersatsick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.